When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the Podfort universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that is overflowing with Vim and Vigor. Vim and Vigor are the two Russian gentlemen I met in the bathroom right before this. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And I, my dad sometimes listens I, to yeah. this. Well, you know. Hi, Dad. He knows um, what's turn up. this off. Um, <laughs> uh, we are the podcast Gayish. Yeah. We talk about gay stereotypes. We do. Oh, Hello, it. Boise. Hi, Treefort. Good to see everybody. Yeah. <laughs> You're all the nerds that came to see a podcast instead of the bands on the stage. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for that. You have so much, much cooler shit to be doing. And yet here you are. And here you but, are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, just a quick uh, reminder. I think it's up there or in the notes, but this is a very not safe for work show. This is a sexuality podcast and uh, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to tell you all kinds of things. So uh, if that's not something you want to hear, then I guess you've been warned. Should um, you have said that before I made my overflowing semen comment? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll work on that for our next live show. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, how many of you, uh, just show of hands, how many of you heard Gayish before? Excellent. That's oh, fuck. about half. Some of you. That's wow. <laughs> That's so exciting. Uh, and so, presuming uh, show of hands, the rest of you are gayish virgins, then that's good. Excellent. Welcome. We like virgins. Um, uh, uh, show of hands if you identify as a member of the LGBT community. Excellent. Also. Oh my God. So many homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> homosexuals have seen who have heard our podcast. That's pretty impressive. Uh, for those of you who are new, our show is about gay stereotypes. Every week we try to break down some sort of stereotype, either about straight people or gay people and, and why they don't necessarily fit very well all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been doing this. Uh, it's a long format show, usually an hour, hour and a half uh, weekly. And we've been doing it weekly for it'll be six years next week. So uh, we've, we've been, been around the block. Uh, we have a lot of back catalog uh, people who start and they will write in. They'll be like, you just talked about like Trump getting elected. And yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Or, <laughs> or this is what I do when I listen to my podcast. They start to get close to the pandemic and they're like, this weird thing is happening. You're like, oh, honey, <laughs> like give it like a month and then you'll know what's going on. Oh, it's it's I hate getting to that point point i'm like go back to playing D because it's about to get real um so you can experience that again <laughs> that was it supposed to be promoting us in our show you can experience that it's fun uh also in the spirit of stereotypes every single episode we do our gayest and straightest at the end of the episode that's the stereotypically gayest thing about us in the last week and the stereotypically uh, uh, straight, gayest, straightest, one of each, just to show that everybody has a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B uh, all the time. Uh, so we will be asking y'all to share your gayest or straightest at the end of the show also, if you would like. And the first couple of victims get to go home with a, uh, uh, a gayish coffee mug. So yeah. start thinking about so the gayest thing and the straightest thing you've done this week yes. or recently. Yeah, re recent memory. Um, it For, for inexplicable, Inexplicable reasons, we never reveal the topic of our live show until uh, further into the show. Uh, so you just have to wait longer for no good reason whatsoever. 
I'm very excited about this week's topic. I am too, because we always ask the audience to yell it at us. <laughs> at, and so we always pick really fun words to yell. Yes. This is no exception. Um, and uh, yeah, so so we usually do the news for uh, Gayish, and uh, this episode will have a news section in it, but we cut it for time and we'll do it at a different, a different time. But... Uh, before we go into the topic, I do want to point out that this week is Trans Day of Visibility. That's March the 31st, and uh, it's now more than ever important that we do our part to support our trans brothers and sisters because uh, shit is not great right now, y'all. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I love uh, the podcast Gender Reveal talks about gender and these kinds of things, and they have a Trans Day of staying in and having a snack. So <laughs> if you're trans, <laughs> you can participate in whatever way you want. Uh, it, but for Trans Day of Visibility, I wanted to really quickly read an opinion piece written by Jennifer Koslow uh, last week in USA Today. I am the parent of a transgender child. What about my parental rights? Um, F- Florida and Idaho and lots of places in the country right now are really starting to take a stab at uh, the ability for parents to give their trans kids the kind of care that they need. Um, so I, I just wanted to read really quickly her, her letter. Um, the Florida statute 1014 reads, the legislature finds that it is a fundamental right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and care of their minor children. If HB 1421 and SB 254 pass into law, the state needs to update its language to say the legislature finds that it is a fundamental right of some parents to direct the upbringing, education, and care of their minor children. Does that sound familiar? Do you remember reading George Orwell's satirical novella Animal Farm? I do. I vividly recollect that the pigs on Manor Farm transformed the original tenant, all animals are equal, into, but some animals are more equal than others. What I never imagined, however, is that my family might be the subject of a similar dystopian nightmare. I am the parent of a transgender child. I should have the fundamental right to determine what is in the best interests of my child's health and education. These legislations that would ban gender-affirming medical care for minors and put conditions on medical care for adults, and bills that would expand legislation related to educational institutions and instructional requirements will all have the same impact. They undermine my parental authority. My family and no family I know has ever made a medical decision regarding their trans child without consulting a team of physicians. Having gender dysphoria is not being confused. It is a condition where a person's feelings about their body are out of alignment with the physical traits of their body. For some, but not all, gender dysphoria creates extreme distress. Decades of data on puberty blockers tell us that this is a safe medication to temporarily pause puberty. As transgender children become adolescents, gradually taking gender-affirming hormones is only done as an informed decision for them and their parents. HB 1421 and SB 254 undermine a parent's fundamental right to make medical decisions for their child in consultation with their physicians. Other legislations fill me with equal dread. HB 1403, SB 1580 would establish a healthcare provider's right to a conscience-based objection to providing services to a patient. Imagine sitting in a hospital gown and a nurse or doctor comes in, looks at you, and decides they aren't treating you because you are transgender. Terrifying and humiliating at the same time. HB 1223, HB 1069, SB 1320 would result in a different nightmare scenario. Imagine sitting in a classroom and everyone knows you as Sally. And then this bill passes and the teacher calls you James. Everyone laughs. Then the kids in the class begin to taunt you. 
What does the teacher do? Nothing. Why? Because in Florida, it will be okay for a teacher and peers to intentionally misgender someone, which by its very nature is belittling. The Florida Constitution makes it a duty of the state to provide all children with a uniform, efficient, safe, secure, and high-quality system of free public schools. These bills would undermine every transgender child's constitutional right to feel safe and secure at school. There have always been and always will be transgender people, including children. Aren't decisions about their individualized care best made by their parents? Why is the state looking to make some parents second-class citizens when it comes to parental rights? I urge you to contact your state legislators and ask them to vote no on these bills. Uh, if you have a trans person in your life, reach out to them, uh, especially on March 31st. Um, very well written and very, um, yeah, the, the people that are saying that it's their right, like their parental right, are like, uh, only if it's their way. Yeah. Not... Yeah, it's not actually about that. So. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Hi, everybody. It's Mike. Uh, you already knew that. Or maybe not. A lot of people write in and they seem very confused about which of us is Mike and which of us is Kyle, which I it, I don't I don't I don't get it. I support you. I still love you. But but I I am Mike. This is Mike interrupting everything. OK, we're interrupting the live show, which is weird um, for a couple of reasons. Um, as you know, we were in Treefort, and because they only gave us an hour-long slot, we decided to cut the news to make sure that we could fit all the rest of the content in that we wanted to. And then, a little bit later, we got a hundred words submission from someone that I'm going to read here in just a second, but it is time-sensitive, so we wanted to make sure that it got into this episode because it's about elections next week. So, what you're going to hear is first me doing the hundred words, and then you're going to hear the news that Kyle and I recorded separately while we were down in Boise. And then we'll return you back to the live show at Treefort. This is from John Wong. Hi, Kyle and Mike. Another hundred words for me this week, again, to get out this vote. Hey, gayish listeners, especially for those in Wisconsin, there's a critical state Supreme Court race happening this coming Tuesday, April 4th. The balance of the Wisconsin Supreme Court hangs on this election, which can decide the fate of LGBTQ rights, abortion access, and even voting rights and fair elections. So if you live in Wisconsin, please vote for Janet Protasevich. And if you don't live in Wisconsin, but live nearby in Illinois, Iowa, or Minnesota, consider making a quick canvassing trip, phone banking, or donating to the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Let's make sure Wisconsin moves forward like Michigan and not backwards like Florida. Thanks again for the podcast as usual and hope we continue to get out the vote. Best, John. And now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Oh, God, Kyle. Okay, news the first. Okay. Uganda. Don't go there. Yeah. So, yeah, it, just uh, last Tuesday, Uganda's parliament passed the anti-homosexuality bill. They said the quiet part out loud. They just, yeah, they just called it that. Not, it wasn't the Family Act or the, like, Save Children Act. No, nope. a strict piece of legislation that expands the, the East African nation's already horrific laws on homosexuality. Both sides of the government supported the bill. Only two people voted against it out of the, the, the whole parliament, which I forget how many people it is, but it's like 300 and something mm. voted for it. Uganda is just... A fucked place, Kyle. Mm. Anyway, the new bill says that simply identifying as LGBTQ is illegal. Wow. So it's like, you, no, oh. you just can't. You can't beat that. Wow. 
and uh, for those found guilty of what they're calling aggravated homosexuality, that means butt sex. Oh, God. Uh, the death penalty. I mean, it can be aggravating. <laughs> the death penalty? The death penalty. Shit. Yep. And allies of the LGBTQ plus community could also face jail time for knowing about someone being involved in same-sex behavior and not reporting it. Wow, if you know about butt sex, you have to say about butt sex. Yes, if you see butt sex, say butt sex. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, of course, everybody is freaked out. But the, the thing about Uganda that is really interesting to me is there have been white Christian folks from the United States especially, but other English-speaking countries who have been going to Uganda to stoke the fires of LGBTQ hate. Mm. And they've been pushing for this kind of legislation in this, like, they're, like, I don't know, like, trying to save them from the horrors of where we are at or something. Mm. It's really it's really fucked up. There have been many, many missions on the part of evangelical Christians to Uganda in order to get them to act like this. Uh, and there's also we've talked about it on the show before there's this this disturbing thing of like homosexuality isn't African is one of the messages and it absolutely is hmm. it absolutely is the only reason it's not now is because of colonialization and 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 the w white Christian influence on African culture there were all kinds of different genders all kinds of different sexualities in many parts of Africa historically and this this rhetoric that that um the LGBTQ people are anti-African is just not historically accurate. Hmm. But since when does the right give a fuck about accuracy? And history. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to cancel that stop on our tour. Yes. <laughs> we may not maybe going somewhere else instead. Uh, news the second. Great. Kentucky. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's exactly what... Exactly. Um, well, I wanted something happy next. Did they start serving a new flavor of ice cream? Fried chicken ice cream? The 16th of March, Kentucky uh, passed uh, Senate Bill 150, which was called by the ACLU, quote, the worst anti-trans bill in the nation. Wow. It uh, is one of the bills that's been percolating through state legislatures that would force people under 18 to detransition. Oh, God. Like, it, it uh, bans trans-affirming care for minors, but also would force the detransitioning, medical detransitioning of anyone under the age of 18, even if their parent is on board. And against medical advice, and, like against what doctors and medical associations have recommended. Yep. Well, the uh, the governor, Andy Bashir, has vetoed it. Oh. Yeah. So he's a Democrat. And on Friday, he vetoed the bill. Uh, he said, quote, this tears away the freedom of parents to make important and difficult medical decisions for their kids. It tears away the freedom of parents to do what those parents believe is best for their kids and instead has big government making those decisions for everyone, even if the parents disagree. And uh, that's it's not the human argument that should be at the root of it that, like, you know, humans deserve the right are, are trans and deserve gender affirming care. But I like that argument almost seems like it would work better with the right to be like get the government out of that and let parents make their own decision, which is what they say they care about. Absolutely. Yeah. So it seems like a smart political move. Absolutely. Well, the Republican-dominated legislature is is expected to override his veto oh, no. uh, here at the end of March uh, next week. So we'll see. But at least a glimmer of hope that at least one person is trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Fuck. And news the last. I 
I, I will call this a happy story. Um, okay, it, I'm skeptical the way you framed that. But, uh, well, Darcel the 15th, who is an iconic Portland local drag queen, uh, has passed away okay. at the age of 92. Oh. So, I mean, she's she had a really good run. Yeah. So, like, we could strike a celebratory tone for, for, for her. She's a legend. She died at 92. Uh, I believe I got to meet her once. Really? Um, yeah. Um, but uh, she died Thursday of natural causes. Uh, off stage, he it was Walter W. Cole Sr. And uh, uh, Darcel's uh, nightclub, the Darcel the 15th Showplace, uh, was a Portland nightclub that uh, ran for more than 50 years. And, and the, the family is expected to continue to operate the club mm-hmm. even, even after, after her passing. So she uh, is in the Guinness World Records in the 2016 version as the world's oldest drag performer. Damn. Um, uh, that seems mean. <laughs> like for drag, like, it's an insulting Guinness record. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> world's oldest, yeah. not just hyperbole. Yeah. <laughs> I would go for a world's oldest podcaster, but Big uh, Fatty has a pretty good shot. Yeah, so. <laughs> not yet. Uh, before creating Darcel, Cole was a manager in the Fred Meyer retail chain, uh, ran a cafe called Cafe Espresso and a variety of bars in Portland. He bought what was called the Demas Tavern in 1967 in what was then a rough neighborhood of Portland and started performing drag there. Uh, the first time was when he was 37 and he created the Darcel persona with help from his life partner, fellow entertainer, Roxy Leroy Newhart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name was based on a French actress named Denise Darcel with whom Newhart had appeared in Las Vegas. The performances helped the business take off. The bar was renamed Darcel the 15th Showplace in 1974. Cole and Newhart had a long gay relationship, even though Cole remained married to his wife, Jeanette. Hmm. Cole and his wife had two children. One, Walter Jr., has worked at the drag club for three decades and says that he's going to keep it running. Family business is not what I would expect from a drag <laughs> right. show, like a yeah, place that does drag like that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, their house is on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh. So is the Darcel the 15th Showplace. Damn. And Cole said that becoming Darcel enhanced and perhaps even saved his life. Quote, if I hadn't admitted who I was, I'd probably be dead by now. I'd be sitting on a couch retiring from Fred Meyer management. That's not for me. <laughs> And uh, anyway, raised a whole bunch of money for charities, is just an institution in uh, the Portland drag scene and, and queer uh, queer life in general. And uh, she'll be very much missed. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you never, like, hear about old drag queens. Yeah. yeah. Like, we just think of the ones that are on RuPaul Drag Race in their, you know, 20s and 30s. You don't think about... Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. your career like that. Yeah, and, and some of it, I think, is, like, it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. Like... I think I think it's exhausting. Probably yeah. like there, I know a lot of drag queens that sort of like they get into their forties and they're like, "Fuck this place!" Yeah. Oh I'm, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tired. But it, it it sounds like he was able to leverage it into a pretty stable and steady gig. Mm. Like he's not he's not hauling wigs across town in yeah. his trunk. Like, so <laughs> yeah, you know. like we saw at Drag Fort yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a bunch of like you know head mannequins with no hair because they were wearing it. Yeah. Like just their bags and all their shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's the news. That's the news. Um, are we now turning it back to Live Us for Let's... the rest of the show? Hey, Live Us, don't fuck it up. Hope you did good. <laughs> Hope you did. Get ready for the laughs, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
are, are you ready to get into the topic? Yeah, yeah, let's get into the topic. Are, are you sure? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're going to count to three, and then Kyle's going to show you with the sign, and it has today's topic written on it. So I want you to, like, family feud style, yell it out as soon as you see the word. Are you ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Yeah, you nailed it. We're going to talk about assholes, everybody. Today we're talking about assholes. Um, it's kind of fitting after what you just read. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the uh, Idaho State Legislature right there, everybody, and and many, many other states across the country. Um, yeah, so... And we're going to talk about both kinds of assholes, too. We'll see. We'll see what we talk about. It, it's a cornucopia, Cornucopia Kyle. of assholes. <laughs> um, a uh, cornholocopia? A corn, yeah, you had to. I, it's a stretch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we talking about vim and vigor again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to define asshole? Uh, you, you mean the person kind. Do I? The, yeah, I do. The dick, Actually, the, yes, the, I do. I do need the, to narrow the, it down at some point. Yeah, I'm going to define asshole at first. The, okay. Um, well, what do you, what makes an asshole to you? Uh, God, chewing gum while they talk? No, there, there was that sketch on Saturday Night Live of the two a-holes do this, two a-holes do that. It was Kristen Wiig and uh, that, that other dude, um, uh, Jason Sudeikis. And uh, they are like obtuse, generally um, rude, um, really pretty ignorant and take up a lot of just emotional space in a room. Oh um, you kind of did it. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Great. So there's hey, a, I know me some assholes. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy who literally wrote the book on assholes. Um, uh, Aaron James, uh, who's the associate professor of philosophy at the university of California in Irvine, okay. which who knows assholes better than people in Irvine, <laughs> um, uh, wrote a book called, have you ever been to Irvine? I know I've worked with people from Irvine. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> he was, uh, so this book, um, <laughs> is called assholes, a theory. Okay. And, um, the, I almost, I came very close to reading the book. And then I didn't, I learned there was a documentary about it. Oh, okay. And I came very close to watching the documentary. Okay, but you didn't. Yeah. I read a review of the book. Great. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. So uh, their definition in the New York Magazine, which the New York Magazine is like, you didn't get into the New Yorker, right? Isn't that what it is? Oh, <laughs> I think I thought they were the same thing until right this second. I wrote second, the New Yorker so. and then looked back and yeah. Um, uh, some of the things I mentioned, which I think you basically said these, a sense of ironclad entitlement. Yep. They feel superior. They feel superior. They are immune to your complaints, even though he in insists you listen to his. And I like this reflective, but only to the extent that it allows him to morally justify his behavior. Oh, my God. That so sounds like a former president. That sounds like your former boyfriend, <laughs> your former <laughs> husband. Um, also, he acts like this uh, systematically. So it is all of these things with regularity. Um, the best part about that article in addition to helping me not have to read or watch a, a long nonfiction movie is that they use the word adar oh god <laughs> which i really like that for finding an asshole you're yeah. adar yeah yeah <laughs> i love it yeah yeah so that's the how's, your, how's your adar you think you're pretty good at it he, yes for the wrong reasons yeah which because they I turn you on yeah yeah you're are we going to talk? Are we going to talk about that now? Well, I mean, we can talk about whatever, but like, you're you're kind of into assholes. I am, and <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
and I blame them. <laughs> it's their fault for being hot. Is it? Well, they're just so fucking hot, and it's really annoying. <laughs> I don't want to be this way, and I think I, <laughs> I think I was born this way, Mike. Okay, I, I can't control it. I'm into hassles. I'm into frat dudes. I'm into like bossy banker types. I'm into someone that would like get in front of you in a line and didn't realize you're there and I'm too soft-spoken. I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm in this spot in line now. <laughs> like, okay, we've changed now. I don't know. I can't help it. I don't think I date them, but I really want them to nail me. <laughs> I mean, please don't date them because that means they have to be in my life too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> By indirect association of assholes. Yeah. 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 Uh, is anybody here identify as an asshole? There's oh some people God. that like, like, like that about themselves. Like they, they, that's part of their persona. No. No? No? Okay. I mean, okay. That's good. That you can stay then. <laughs> but like, is the thing about assholes you don't do you know you're an asshole? I think some of them do. Some I, of them must. I don't I think some of them think that that's just how people are. Hmm. 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 Um, Urban Dictionary has a couple definitions also that I'm going to read to you. Great. Let's see um, their definition of asshole. They're a treasure trove of comedy. Treasure <laughs> trove. Uh, their definition of asshole is someone from L.A., New York, Detroit, France, or Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Is there anything? Did this one person have a grudge against? I, fucking I'll get you on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's hilarious. I don't though. know. Or anyone who goes to Harvard and a few bastards from Canada. <laughs> that one I, do, I I think I disagree with. I've never met a Canadian that I didn't love. Oh, I think their assholery goes like it, it's so nice, it's condescending. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like covert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the covert asshole. Yeah, okay. Um another uh related word, assholy, using your religious beliefs to justify your jackassery. Okay. That's what's going on right now in every state legislature. Yeah. There's an asshole. <laughs> a hoe who likes doggy style? <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Do you like doggy style? It, I mean, as long as there are no dogs involved, I suppose. Yeah. I, no, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why not? If someone that said, let's do doggy style and hold up their canine okay. <laughs> i know I, I i know i know i know you you and i disagree a lot about sex stuff and okay and no i say nervously i i, I had to, i had to think about it i answered quickly because i'm nervous because we're in front of okay, people okay N no i don't like doggy style and the reason is because for me connection is such a part of sex i need to have access to like their eyes and face oh I don't need connection, but I like having access to their eyes and face. That's weird. We accidentally agree on that. I don't like doggy style. You don't? I think my prostate goes the other way. Oh. <laughs> like it doesn't. You need you, you need dead doggy style. Like on your <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst way to describe missionary. Okay. <laughs> missionary is dead doggy style. I, <laughs> I miss my talk. <laughs> There's asshole. The act of your girlfriend, or I added, or your boyfriend, or your partner. Sure. The act of your girlfriend withholding, withholding anal from you. Asshole. Oh. <laughs> and there is asshole, a person who constantly asks you for your advice, but always does the opposite. <laughs> uh, like, that's what I do to you. I ask you for advice all the time. What? I'm always right. No, you're not. I disagree. We can take this fight well, off pod. Okay, great. <laughs> great. 
Well, I'm gonna, I am gonna talk to you about the history of assholes. That's a fairly common thing that I do on the show is talk about the history of, of, of something. And yeah, explain how the, you're gonna do that with assholes. Great. I'm gonna talk about the history of your asshole, Kyle. <laughs> it was born on a rainy and, day in April. And mine, and the and and the oh. history of everyone's assholes because it's it's interesting to me uh, that uh, your 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 holes, your your mouth, and your asshole started in the same place when you were an embryo. Um, uh, it, for for animals that are okay. at least as complex as earthworms, uh, the embryo forms a dent on one side very very early on, and that little that little nugget, that little that little dent, uh, sort of donuts and becomes your mouth and your anus. They, they come oh. from the same place, and it's called the blastopore. Which I, <laughs> that's what I'm calling spit roasting from now on. <laughs> I, I want to get blastopored, please. I knew you would like that. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's called the blastopore, and and then um, it there it has a bunch of stages of development, but uh, basically your uh, the the hole that is formed is your anus, and then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and then like kind of pops out the side. That's what I wanted to do, and and and, and forms your mouth. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just because there are jokes about like, have you ever seen the old cartoon of the guy that is like uh, eating a string of sausages and like poop is just coming out no, like, like you're basically your body is basically just one big machine that turns groceries into sewage right <laughs> sure and, yeah and, and and it all it all comes from the same the huh. same the same place i had no idea um have you ever heard the uh the phrase opinions are like assholes everyone has one and they all stink mm-hmm. I, I i i have too it turns out that that's wrong not everyone has assholes some people are born without an anus um it, it's oh no it's, it's called imperforate anus and uh it is uh, they usually they can catch it now, like before the child is born, mm-hmm. and uh, but d- depending on the on the severity, they they can um, like give you one. Um, a man made asshole. A man made asshole. All right. Yeah. Um, also, uh, asshole just as a, as another word for anus mm-hmm. has. Uh, I think the the I don't the scientific definition is just. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for it. Digest, digestive tract waste expulsion opening. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, my waste expulsion zone. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so clinical sounding, um, and also kind of wrong. It's for more than that. We should know. <laughs> there's yeah. There's a pleasure button inside of it. Yeah. That's not for the poopy. <laughs> Uh, and then, okay, so the etymology of the word uh, arse comes from Proto-Germanic, um, which itself comes from Proto-Indo-European. Like all of these like bodily function words that we've talked about on the show before are super, super ancient. Turns out humans are interested in the way our bodies are and how they work, and and uh, so all of those all of those terms go way, way back. Um, but the the first use of the word asshole that we can prove is from 1500 and it was used for the body part not for the person oh okay was it like shakespeare or something uh i don't know oh don't know he just started every word so yeah i also think that that's before shakespeare 1500 anyway um and then it it moved next to refer to the worst place in a region like (laughs) the quote the asshole of the world or like, like Cleveland. Florida is the asshole of the U.S. Oh, you, cool. you know, but that, that was the next meaning that, that, huh. that asshole turned into. And then uh, oh, that, that, uh, that was around by 1865 in print. 
And then uh, the first use to refer to a contemptible person, the asshole definition, the kind that you're attracted to. Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. you like both kinds mm-hmm. too. I don't know. Uh, nah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of a bottom, right? Well, it's also like. I don't know what you want me to do with this picture. Like, what's? Yeah. The, I don't see the appeal of like when people send you butt pics. Oh, got it. Got do it. you? Do you like that? Not at first. Like, there are some guys on Grinder or Scruff. Like, that's how they say hello. Here's my hole. Yeah, and there's like, no words. Just and, hole. And that's not cool. That yeah. is not cool. Yeah. Please, please just, ask consent before sending pictures of really any part of your I body. Just, yeah. I also just don't. I don't know. I I just don't. I don't know. I don't think they're like pretty to look at. Like, I don't need to see a close up of it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Okay, the the asshole like to refer to mm, right a person who is an asshole is is from 1933, and that seems to me way late. Yeah, like, I would have assumed we've been calling people assholes for a lot longer. I absolutely would have also, but huh. uh, at least according to Edam Online, um, one of my favorite sites, uh, it was 1933. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, and but it, it got it got. Uh, it, it, grew from there like things do and uh, was widespread enough that by 1970s uh, Hustler Magazine had their asshole of the month column and (laughs) wait what was it Hustler Magazine was it a person uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where, where they would have people would write in about their in- interactions Got with it. encounters of the worst kinds of people and gotcha. one would win the asshole of the month and would be then put in, in Hustler that way. Um, there uh, until the early ninety until the early nineties, it was on the list of words that you couldn't say on commercial television in the United States, which I don't remember that being the case because uh, George Carlin always said it was cocksucker, motherfucker, fuck shit, cock and pussy, and 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 asshole is not one of those. They always beep the word hole, you know, like when they say asshole. They, I don't understand why like ass is fine, but hole is the offensive part of that word. I don't understand why they beep anything if we fucking know what you're saying, right? Like it's just the beep makes it better yeah i Mm. I don't i don't i don't get that at all um but yeah so so that's sort of the the etymology of the word and where it comes from and um i just thought i'd share thank thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) that's our podcast um i want to tell you a little bit about why not just me but Mm -hmm. people are attracted to assholes okay so I again the person kind the person kind yes great I don't yeah again I just don't need that poll pick um there are some some of the like pop culture magazine or like articles and stuff said some of the reasons are they come across as confident um Mm -hmm. so there are some positive qualities that you may assume a person has if they're an asshole and like confidence is one there's a, a lot of them talked about very um shitty masculine traits or people don't like men who show any kind of vul- vulnerability or weakness so yeah. there was you know some of these kind of the stereotypes of masculinity that people assume f- from being an asshole yep. um a lot of articles talked about uh cruel intentions the movie as like maybe pop culture just trained us to like assholes. Wait, did you see cruel intentions? Who's in that movie? Ryan Felipe and others at all. (laughs) Um, Reese Witherspoon and Selma Blair. Yes. I'm seeing yeses. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, I I did. I did see the movie. I don't remember assholes being like, God, he was such an asshole and it was so fucking hot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, that's it. Was a perfect example. Um, I mean, he, was, uh, he, was, he was he's hot, independent of behavior. But. Yes, but 
add that. Yeah. Double doozy. Um, uh, It mentioned daddy issues. Okay, but I'm going to tell you based on data, uh, well, kind of why assholes tend to get people romantically. Great, let's do it. Um, It is a study called The Role of Overconfidence in Romantic Desirability and Competition published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin in 2015 by a whole slew of people. It took like 20 researchers to figure out this information. So in the study... Again, cancer. Let's work on cancer, everybody. You know, <laughs> um, uh, people. So some of the studies that we already have say that they we can't like actually objectively measure asshole. So they used overconfidence as a proxy for asshole. Um, they what we do know is that people assume other people accurately can self-assess so when you act overconfident people just think you're that good like oh they know what they're talking about they must you know belong or be right or whatever um we also know this really made me mad in group tasks overconfidence is seen as more competent than actual competence yeah yeah i I mean (laughs) ask any woman in the modern workplace (laughs) look (laughs) um so they asked the question, we know some of that about overconfidence already, but what about in romance? So they did this quiz that I fucking love. This is, uh, it's called the Overclaiming Questionnaire Quiz, which it has you rank all these topics, like one to five, let's say, on how well you are personally familiar with this topic. One out of every four, they made up. So mm. one out of every, like they use the example of ultra lipids or sentence stigma as just made up things. Great. So if you, in rating your proficiency in these made up con- concepts, rate yourself highly, you are seen as overconfident. And so that's how they judged who these assholes were. Is that what's happening to the word woke? <laughs> just I know what that means. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I think so. Confidently fighting against it for, like, <laughs> what does it mean? Can't tell you. Ultra lipid sounds real though. Ultra lipid? Yeah. It's like a lipid, but more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, so there was no link between overconfidence and romantic desirability, which surprised me. I thought like people who are overconfident would get people they want romantically more. And they do, but not for the reasons they think. They are not more romantically desirable. Overconfidence is uh, seen as confident, which is a positive quality, which attracts people to it. But it also, some people see it as arrogance, which detracts people, so it nets out even. So they actually don't uh, attract people more through that. So the reason overconfidence actually works is because it deters competition. When you see an overconfident person talking to like who you're interested in, you're less likely to go up to them and try to talk to them as well. Oh. So that's the reason that overconfident people, that's why assholes tend to get people more, is because other people aren't willing to compete against them for the person they're interested in. It's like when I'm playing pub trivia, and if somebody on the team just like confidently says, the answer is X, and yep. like, that everybody just kind of nods. You're not even going to say your dumb answer. Right, yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. yeah. And then when your dumb answer is the right one, you're like, that fucker. Yeah. Just, yep. Why did he have to do that to me? It's the confidence trick. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, people uh, don't want to compete with over- overconfident people and overconfident people are more willing to like put themselves out there. Sure. So uh, according to the last line of this research study, 
Overconfidence might not only in, induce people to place risky bets, but might actually help them win, at least if they are gambling in the game of love. Oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to researching, scientists. Um, so that's uh, the science behind why assholes get more people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why do I like assholes? That's a different question, but... Is it? Like, what... Is it the confidence? I think it's because I'm not going to talk to someone. That would involve me walking up to them and like saying stuff to them. I guess that's the end of what what I would have to do. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to move and talk. Mm. Um, So, so if any, if someone comes up to me and talks, I will talk back to them. And so, if if assholes are the ones that are approaching me, other people are less willing to approach me, then I think that's that's more likely who then I would talk to or find. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You seem like you would absolutely hate any asshole and leave. Yeah. 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 Why? Where did that come right from? Answer. I know. <laughs> God, I don't know that we're going to figure out all my issues through this episode, but... I, I mean, there, there's definitely something like... If if there's a dom sub dynamic, I think that happens sometimes in this space, right? Where for the person to so actively discount someone else, their feelings, their who they are, like there, I could see there being like a little bit of a submissive appeal to being around someone who is so dismissive but in actual like dom sub dynamic they are even more attentive to your needs and wants and so they know that what you want is to be treated in a certain way like it, it's actually not the lack of caring or or worrying what they're into it's it's really overly caring what they're into mm. and then doing that and that may mean you know like giving a slap on the face and hmm. spitting in their mouth or whatever <laughs> or hypothetically you know like whatever might happen that actually leads into can i tell you about a dan savage article yeah i hope um, you do uh there was a savage love article about why tops are such assholes great <laughs> and someone wrote in and said why are tops such assholes and he wrote this thing about like i don't see why uh, they treat people the way they do. They act like they're so entitled. And um, in the the question, it said they had a general callousness towards bottoms or even a delight in the knowledge that that it is they who get to use and abuse bottoms, which I think is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't think that's the case in actual like dom-sub like relationships. But uh, Dan Savage had on a uh, guest to <laughs> his Instagram handle is at probottom. Great. So you know he knows what he's talking about. Talk about, about confidence. I know. <laughs> uh, Mitchell, or Pro Bottom, said, quote, from childhood on, men are systematically taught that sex is a matter of instinct instead of intention, that our dicks are magical wands that bring people satisfaction just by showing them off and sticking them in people who don't have one or aren't using theirs. Gay men aren't immune to these messages and even reward men who are loyal to straight passing masculinity. Mm-hmm. So there is something, the, the toxic masculinity that we were brought up in absolutely affects gay men. Um, the other part of the answer to this question, though, is just like, who are you having sex with that doesn't care what you want or need? Like, who are these asshole tops that you're sleeping with? Like, you need to advocate for yourself or like fucking kick them out so that they then learn they can't treat people like that. Yeah. 
they also said uh, on your filters, uh, change it from searching from for tops to searching for verse tops, because <laughs> then you get someone who like knows what it's like to take a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best advice that I heard. The whole thing. I, I heard lots of people say that the, the the way to the way to be a better top is to learn how to bottom because you got to know you have to you have to know you got to know. Yeah, everyone take a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for gay for, for science. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to talk about the other kind of asshole again a little bit, um, but like how to care, how to care, how to care for your asshole. Kind oh, of. Yeah. okay. Um, so oh, I don't. Tr- I, I don't do much for my asshole in the way of care. I really? Don't think I, no, I mean, I, am I supposed to? I wash it. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's a start. I mean, am I we heard to from do Big more Dipper in, in Sloppy Seconds, we heard Big Dipper talk about he went and got a, a, a butt facial. A butt facial, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, there was a drag queen on stage before, which is why it looked like she exploded. There's, there's a little bit of remnants of drag queen here, but... She's fine. She's alive. She's doing well. She's comfortable with her family. So there, a, a whole industry. <laughs> a whole industry. Yeah. Spell whole. Yeah. Uh, a whole industry has, has built up around like caring for assholes. Asshole maintenance. And, oh. And uh, in an article in uh, the Village Voice, a New York uh, paper called Bright Smile for Bungholes. Uh, <laughs> this, was, this was in 2005. Uh, was sort of analyzing where did this come from? Where did this this like whole industry come from? Why do we feel the need to take care of our butts? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, it it came. the The best theory is that it came out of an episode of Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero on E, and porn star Tabitha Stevens visited a salon in San Fernando Valley to get her asshole bleached. Imagine being the person that is like credited as starting asshole care. Yeah, well, so it it, it already existed, or it wouldn't have been there for her okay. to go to to get this done. Right. But that's when it like took off. Like huh. all of a sudden, like every plastic surgeon in the country is looking at anal rejuvenation, anal bleaching, um, and and all kinds of like products uh, around butthole care. Um, <laughs> Can I? I. I don't think I know what asshole rejuvenation is. I'm glad you almost asked, Kyle. Um, (laughs) Could you say it in the form of a question? Yeah, sure. So uh, anal rejuvenation is, at least according to Los Angeles Dr. Morell, Zuri Morell, it is a specialty service offered by proctologists with the goal of repairing any abnormalities and restoring your anal region to its original form. So... uh, there are I don't know there are a bunch of before and after pictures that was not what I should be looking at at breakfast this morning um, um, not because the pictures bothered me but I'm pretty sure that they bothered the waitress oh my god um, <laughs> uh, but but uh, over time due to age genetics ill health and use use yeah the anal yeah. muscles stretch and lose their elasticity and when that happens the sphincter muscles in the anus lose both their shape and their ability to function well and uh, that's where this anal rejuvenation procedure is supposed to help. It's designed to, quote, spruce up the anus. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're like assholes and sphincters are, are buoyant. They're they're resilient. They, they spring back pretty quickly. So like, I guess, yeah, over time, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then there's also there's also issues uh, due to conditions like hemorrhoids, anal tags, polyps, skin folds or anal warts. That is all under the umbrella of anal rejuvenation. I'm getting okay. getting rid of that 
Those are like medical. That's not appearance. Those are like medical things you got to do. Well, um, like skin tags are medically benign, but um, impact the appearance. But I I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Just for whatever reason, all of that, the appearance of those conditions is part of what anal rejuvenation is supposed to try to help with. Hmm. Hmm. Um, And that's not to be confused with anal reconstruction which this is bespoke surgical.com and they know who their audience is their page on on anal reconstruction is is a, a shirtless dude bending over um it's like an abercrombie ad from, from the 2000s yeah yep and uh, it, uh, the, the procedure is supposed to help with dissatisfaction with appearance loss of control during intercourse or defecation overuse of the anal muscles and anal tearing hemorrhoid tissue and extra skin tags um so yeah, uh, that, there's a there's a whole there's a whole industry around like making your butthole look good, and it started with this 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 porn star in 2005, and very quickly started being used by um, gay porn stars, uh, bottoms in gay porn, and now it's it's an institution. Hmm. Speaking of gay porn stars, ooh, I dropped my phone. Um, do you remember when we got sent this stuff? We get sent some shit in the mail that's... All the um, time. People send us things all the time. But yeah, this is I, I do remember a this. brand called Studio Ready, and this is hot coffee scrub for your butthole. And <laughs> it is... It's like uh, wakes up your anus in the morning. It says this handcrafted scrub contains a precisely blended ratio of cane sugars and natural oils specifically designed to revive and stimulate the skin on your derriere for a fresher, younger, more moisturized appearance once a day while showering, massage onto your lower region for at least 30 seconds, then rinse thoroughly with warm water. Finish with hot perfecting cream. Holt. That's Holt. I I'm over 40. I can barely read anymore. Uh, finish with Holt perfecting cream. Uh, do you remember what it smells like? No. Oh, that smells delicious. Right, exactly. If you want your Holt to taste like that, then you use this stuff. Can uh, you eat it? I, I think. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's got a sugary aftertaste. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, if, if anybody's interested, oh, no, it's still, interested uh, in... Like, I, what? I don't... I can't stop. Oh, it's delicious? You're, no, it's bad. You put it on toast But now? there's like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Nutella. <laughs> there's a new game in town. It's eight anal rejuvenation. Uh, not I, edible. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I used it this morning, and uh, it, it, was, it was delightful. You know, you, you used it. Yeah, sorry you, on your well, butt. Like, you, you know, the, you know that uh, that that stuff that Bed Bath, Bed Bath and Beyond used to have that was the like sugary like hand stuff, and then the way that your skin would feel after that. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? P- yeah, there's nods in the audience. That's good. It's basically it's like that, but that's, that's what my asshole feels like now, which is pretty <laughs> which is pretty great. Do you want to show the audience or no? Okay, no. Okay, <laughs> I mean hit hit mic up on Grinder yeah, and <laughs> maybe later. Do you send asshole pics? Um, do you take asshole pics? Do you know how hard it is to take a picture of your own hole, Kyle? I don't. I've never done it. I don't do that. It is. It is. It is not for the weak. I, have you tried? Yes. What you end up doing is using a timer and sort of like putting your phone on the floor and squatting over it. But none of them have ever been like pretty enough that I, I wanted other people to see them. I don't think that's the way you do it. I don't <laughs> think you should do it that way. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want me to take a picture of your butt? Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you sure? That's what friends take pictures of each other's holes. They do not. They do not. <laughs> I, I, Mike, I would take a picture of your hole if you wanted me to. I appreciate that, Kyle. My mouth tastes so bad. I should not have eaten that. Well, you know. <laughs> Can I have some more? <laughs> life's, <laughs> life's about choices. Um, yeah. Uh, did you have another segment? 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, do you want me to? I have one more thing to talk about. Great. Move this away. For Let's me. do it. <laughs> it smells very good. Okay. It does. It really, really smells good. The last thing I'm gonna do is uh, there is the Reddit, the subreddit, "Am I the asshole?" Oh yeah. I'm. I searched <laughs> for gay questions, so I'm gonna do "Am I the gay asshole?" Um, which question should I do? I, I picked a few. Um, we'll do the one, um, am I the asshole for telling my son he is obviously gay? Is there more context? I mean, already we're not off to a great it's start. Not a great start. Yeah. But. Um, this, uh, their, uh, this, uh, mom's son is 17 male. Uh, she said he's mask acting. Um, so cool. Already getting those lessons. Um, and he obviously has a boyfriend, which um, she said they like sit real close. It sounded adorable. They sit real close to each other. He calls him handsome. They share clothes. Um, and he is. At first I was thinking bromance and then it like you kept going. You oh, know? yeah. Like- they like close the door when they're alone. Okay. Yeah. They could be just broing it up. You never just know. video games. Yeah, sure. I need the door closed for my, I don't have, I don't know any video games. Yeah. Alien. Smash Brothers. Shooters? Sure. <laughs> um, uh, t- the, 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 we have a, we have a gamer in our discord server who likes to say that like he goes to a video game sex party. So they, they smash bros and then they smash bros. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. I could play that game. Do I have to play the game though? Uh, um, okay. So she said, quote, today I asked my son if he was going to invite his boyfriend on our trip. He's not out, has not labeled him as such. And he got awkward and and said, that's not funny. I asked what he meant. And he said, I'm straight. That's not funny. I laughed. And when I realized he was serious, I started laughing even harder. Oh, Um, she told him he was very obviously in a relationship with this guy and he was bad at hiding it. Um, apparently he got emotional, um, for some reason and, uh, said not to tell his dad. And then he got upset and he hasn't, he hasn't talked to her in a couple days. Yeah. Um, what, how do you feel about, uh, this mom specifically, but more in general, what you would have done in that situation? Well, uh, if I were her or him? Oh, I mean, I guess either one, but uh, I mean, well, first, first of all, all any context whatsoever, any two people, you do not ever have the right to tell somebody what their sexuality is, especially when they have told you what it is. And just until they say differently, that is the truth. Yeah. You can have all of the conjecture, private thoughts that you want, but don't you dare ever tell somebody else what their sexual orientation is, what their gender is. That's just not how shit works. Yeah. That makes you an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. She's absolutely the asshole. And um, when she laughed at her son, that was horrifying. Yeah. Um, so other ways she could have handled this, um, one, not be an asshole. That yeah. would have helped. Yeah, um, sure. But two, uh, you make it known that it's like, I accept LGBT people. Like, you know, you say it in a casual way, show LGBT media and show support so that your son feels comfortable coming out to you instead of forcing it uh, them out yourself. Yep. Everyone deserves to have the right to come out when and where they want. In the time, manner, and place of their own choosing. Absolutely. Also, yep. That's Am I the Gay Asshole? Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Uh, so be thinking about your gayest and straightest, y'all, because we're going to do that here in just a little bit for, for, for coffee mugs. I forgot. I, I have two coffee mugs. I also have uh, big stickers. If you want a big, a big sticker, you can have one. There's little stickers that everyone can have down here on the end of the stage, too. Feel free to take one and, uh, I don't know, piss off a Republican with them. Put them under their cards. 
Um, <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. So for reasons I don't, I still don't understand. When we just we, do things one time, and then we just kind of always do that. So we take shots during our live show breaks. What uh, did you bring? Yeah, uh, this time I brought you from our friends at uh, 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 Old Smoky Moonshine. Oh, that'll wash the taste of coffee. It absolutely should. Asshole cr- it, scrub off if, my mouth. If it doesn't, if it doesn't burn your face hole going <laughs> going in there. Uh, this one is apple pie. This one is uh, cinnamon, dynamite cinnamon flavored, and this one is blackberry. Which one would you like, Kyle? I want dynamite cinnamon. Yeah. That sounds bomb. Okay. I'm this gonna, is more than one shot. I'm gonna go with blackberry, but. Um, uh, yeah, you do you want to do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Cheers. Are you ready for this? No. Cheers. Hey, I liked the scrub oh. better. Ew. Oh. <laughs> How is yours? It tastes like um maybe a pop tart. It's delicious. Mine tastes like. Do you a, want this one to get rid of the taste of that one? I, I brought no, three, so you yeah, have a choice. Yeah, I'll sip on okay, this one. Great. What is this one again? Excellent. Old, old, old moon, old smoky moonshine. Cool. That'll wash it, this it's, right it's, down. It's apple pie flavored. Oh, oh okay, okay. Apple pie flavored. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> um, we are going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, uh, next week is our sixth birthday we are turning six so be sure to tune in for our thank you thank you thank you yeah uh which is about five and a half years longer than i thought we would be doing this but uh uh, so tune in for that we're gonna have a birthday extravaganza next week and um uh yeah that's all i that's all i have in that department yeah do you have anything to no i'm just trying to keep it together because of the various things i've ingested all right uh (laughs) do do, do you want me to do do make oh we're gonna do our contact information our website is gayishpodcast.com we are on socials at gayishpodcast our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rate supply this one isn't helping well, they're just—it's all just mixing into form, like a. Oh. Um, uh, 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 our email is gayishpodcast at gmail and our physical mailing address is Post Office Box one nine eight eight two, Seattle, Washington nine eight one zero nine. Oh, go for it! Get it. What do you think? Not as good as the blueberry. No, I think you got the right one. Okay, okay um, gayest and straightest. Let's do our gayest and straightest. The straightest thing about me this week is playing pool with you last night. Yeah, we went out to Somewhere Bar, which is a cowboy bar. Uh, that's it's a gay bar but has pool which medicine pub in seattle similar vibes right it's a sports bar but for gays anyway yeah i haven't played pool in a long ass time and (laughs) yeah it 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 showed it felt (laughs) you did win both times but i won because unsatisfying way yeah it was so annoying because i was gonna win but then you knocked in the eight ball i think you did that out of spite because you didn't want me to win for real i i don't think you're that actually i don't think you're good enough to have planned that (laughs) I also scratched when all I had left was the eight ball. Thank you. That's the other way I lost. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, playing pool with you. And then uh, the gayest thing about me this week is just the, the way that I packed for this trip here to Boise. Last night's shirt was my daddy shirt. It says daddy mm-hmm. in sports mm-hmm. logo across the front of it. And then this one, which is my emotional support top shirt that mm-hmm. I got uh, as a Christmas gift from a listener. So... Um, my straightest is when I was walking on the flight, there was a like retired military gentleman standing to the side waiting. And I did like the bro nod at him. Like, I don't know him. I don't 
respect the military or any. I don't know why. I suddenly was like, sir, like I don't know what. I just like <laughs> the like the dude bro nod towards. I don't know. I, I don't. I would love to see you just like spontaneously salute someday. <laughs> this this <laughs> is offensive, I'm sure. I'm sure I have to be some level to do this to you. Uh, my gayest is that after we were planning for this show, we went home and we were going to like keep going. And instead of doing that, I got on Sniffies all night. Great. <laughs> the dating apps are kind of interesting here in Boise. You but, like, get on them the second any plane lands, sometimes so, even before. Sometimes before the plane lands. How, yeah. How's the how's the scene? How's the how's grinding? Uh it's surprising. Like Boise is With, surprisingly chill and cool, and 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 very visibly queer. I don't know if that's because it's tree fort or if it's just like that all the time. But uh, um, but Boise's great. It's like and, that all the time. That's cool. And, and yeah, and and Grinder seems pretty like I don't know open. And oh. pe- people show their faces and chat and like when I go home to Yakima County, there's like headless torsos and no picture at all all over the place. And yeah, that's that's yeah. not the case here. Yeah. I was kicked off Grinder, so yeah, you were. Um, does anyone want to share their gayest and straightest? Um, please come up to the mic yeah, so we can come get up it. The mic so we get it yeah. on the show, and and then and then you'll get a mug for being amongst the first. Very short mic. Um, it, yeah. um, it, say your name if you want to say your pronouns. You can uh, where you're from and your gayest and straightest. Um, so I'm Danny. There we go. Um, he, him, and I'm from here. Uh, the gayest thing I've done this week, uh, I've been writing a adult comic about gay trans cowboys. Yeah. Doing a lot of research for that. <laughs> um, and the straightest thing I did this week is I went to Home Depot. Great. Excellent. <laughs> Round of applause. That's amazing. You got uh, like a mug or a, a mug. Great. Excellent. I got I got one mug left. So if you want, if you want that, then someone uh, over here yeah, raised their hand. You, you oh yeah. Come on up. Yeah. Um, my name is M, and I do she, they, um, and the gayest thing I did this week was I got to go on my first, um, non-binary date with another AFAB, um, and they're also, like, she, they, and not quite sure where we're at, so it's really cool to make that connection yeah that's amazing and then the straightest thing i did was on wednesday night when i got home and i was really tired from tree fort i still gave my boyfriend a hand job instead <laughs> of just going straight to bed <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> anyone else want to share We've got s- stickers okay great excellent I mean, if you didn't give someone a hand job, though, like, well, uh, <laughs> not this week. Not this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, day isn't um, over yet, Kyle. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My name's Ernesto. I go as, uh, I identify as he, him. Um, I guess the gayest thing that I would have done this week would be confronting a gay podcaster that I, at the, at the gay club, actually, the balcony. Um, and then, not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then the straightest thing for me, I guess, would be doing an oil change on a car. Yeah. Wow. Very heterosexual, I guess. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do that. Anyth- anything butch like automotive repair totally, totally, totally counts. Excellent. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm Derek. Uh, he, him. The gayest thing I did was every day before I leave, 
making sure my wife thinks I look cool, uh, <laughs> doing outfit checks. Uh, the straightest thing is being a white dude at a podcast, fe- working at a podcast festival. And I went to Buffalo Wild Wings for lunch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for being here. Really appreciate your time and attention. Um, a big thank you to Tree Ford, especially Alicia, who's been absolutely fantastic to work with. Uh, thanks to all of y'all that shared your uh, gayest and straightest, too. Really appreciate that. I appreciate uh, Tree Fort doing Drag Fort this year. It's extremely important that that kept going this year. And it, I went to the balcony last night. It was incredible. Uh, go tonight. It's going to continue to be incredible. But I'm very glad you all continue to do that and continue to celebrate drag. Yeah. Um, also, thank you to the people who give us the most money. We care about you more than anyone. Our super gapper. Just thank you to Andrew Bugby, Christopher M. John Carlos. Stephen Porcio, Stossel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanus, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosives, Yanni, Michael Cubbington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sore, Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Yeah, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Treefort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho, and the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye. Grab a sticker. They're up here on the on the stage. And if you want to smell what my hole smells like, here's this stuff. <laughs> <laughs>